Hi everybody, welcome back to the Bible Project podcast and we've reached episode 49 of our journey together through the entire Bible and working through the book of Genesis. And today's talk I've entitled Good News Even When Things Seem Bad and we'll just be covering the first three verses of Genesis chapter 6. I'd remind you that the full transcript of all of these talks is available in the episode notes of any audio version of this podcast. You know, sometimes in life there's good news and there's bad news. When I listen to the news these days, well, well, I'm sure you, like me, wonder, is there any good news left in the world? What I'd like to do as we continue together journeying through the book of Genesis, arriving at this point at the beginning of chapter 6, these opening verses seem to say that the bad news is getting about as bad as it could possibly get. Yet within that bad news, there is still some good news to be found if we look hard enough. Wouldn't it be good to be able to see things from God's point of view and find the good news when all around us seems like bad news? So let's just pause and begin by looking at the opening verses of this chapter 6, which says this. When human beings began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful and they married any of them they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal, and their days shall be numbered a hundred and twenty years. So far in the Genesis story, we have seen that God created the first man and the first woman, Adam and Eve, and through them the line of Cain and the line of Seth were chronicled for us in the preceding chapters 4 and 5. But this chapter begins by telling us that humanity begins to multiply on the face of the whole earth. Maybe this is because of the scattering after the fall of Babel. But maybe we can also insert at this point that where there are more people, there are usually more problems. At any rate, the people are multiplying and filling the whole earth. And then it says this, the sons of God married the daughters of men. That's a strange verse. What's that all about? What does it mean when it uses this phrase, sons of God? Who are these sons of God? Well, there are three theories as to what this verse, what this phrase means. And I'm going to give you all three theories and let you decide. I'll also let you know which one I have a preference towards. I'm inclined to one particular view, but many Christians today have other views and many of them hold them for valid reasons. So the first theory is that the sons of God are referring to the sons of kings and princes. As a matter of fact, the term God, with a small g, was used sometimes to describe rulers or judges in Israel. It was used as a term because the authority that they were believed to have was given by God and they were authorised to exercise justice in his name. So, in the first view, some say that it is these rulers, judges, or the children of those rulers that were abusing their power and position and taking whomever they desired to be their wives, whether or not those women were married already to somebody else. Some claims that occasionally the early judges of Jewish history were referred to as the sons of God is true, but it's not usually found in the Bible, it's found elsewhere in very early Jewish writings. The problem I feel with that theory, and many agree with me, it is an extremely obscure expression 
to refer to a judge or a prince as a god or even a son of god and it's not really ever referred to that way in the bible directly but i believe the real problem with that view is at the point in the bible when this history was written and was writing about and been written about god had not appointed any judges yet that will come many hundreds of years later so I personally don't think that there is any serious evidence to warrant holding that position. The second possibility is that the sons of God being talked about here are the line of Seth. You may recall back in chapter 5, Seth and his line were declared to begin to call upon the name of the Lord. And because they began to call upon the name of the Lord, some might say they might rightly be referred to as sons of God. Now collectively to be called children of God is one thing, but individually to name individual men as sons of God seems problematic to me. But some suggest the daughters of men would then be the women of the ungodly line of Cain. So in this view, this is the godly line of Seth now intermarrying with the ungodly line of Cain. The problem with that view, as far as I can see, is that up to this point there has been no prohibition given on men and women marrying across family lines within the nation of Israel. That's not mentioned anywhere in the scriptures. And of course not all the individual sons of Seth were godly. Remember, except for Noah's family, all of the line of Seth perished in the flood. So you can't really say that Seth maintains its position as a godly line, maybe collectively but not individually. I have to say that the second theory is very popular now today among some sections of the church and, and many people who I respect hold that view and I suppose I will only find out for sure when I get to heaven if they're correct. But then there is a third view and if you hadn't heard what this third view is before then things for you might begin to get real interesting very quickly. So hold on to your hats and I'll tell you what the third view is next time. Okay everyone, that's it for this time. Thank you for joining me. Now the place to go to connect to this and any other ministries I'm involved in is the podcast notes section of the audio podcast on the Buzzsprout website or by looking in the episode notes section on whatever app provider you use. Within that you'll not only find the transcript of each talk but you'll also find links to all the ministries and the way to connect with us including the Facebook page, my YouTube channel and links both to this, the daily podcast and the Living in Faith Everyday podcast which is a weekly roundup of all the various Bible study and talks that I'm doing over the period of the preceding week. You'll also find links there to my SoundCloud and my Bandcamp page where I create the background music and the sound design of these broadcasts. But with that, all I'd like to say is thank you for joining me and I hope to join with you again very soon.